0: Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating, dietitian, and embodiment coach. And I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. I am beyond excited for you to listen to this episode upon going back and listening to it again myself. And after recording it, I was just so excited to put this out in the world and share this topic with you. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to dress confidently at any body size. And we have an incredible guest who is going to help walk us through that. If you've been you know, struggling with your clothes or your wardrobe and maybe feelings and emotions that you have towards your clothes related to your body image and your body acceptance, food freedom journey, this episode is going to be so wonderful for you to have a lot of aha moments and takeaways from that you can go ahead and apply to your wardrobe and your clothing yourself right now. So our guest is a personal stylist. Her name is Daisy Galepsi, and she is from Mindful Closet. She intuitively guides her clients to discover what they feel best in. Helps them all let go of all of the external messages that they've been given about what they should wear and get to really the heart of what's making them uncomfortable about their clothes. Really building a functional wardrobe is what she does with her clients and She helps them to make a mindset shift from thinking that they need to wear what's flattering to unapologetically taking up space in the world. I absolutely love everything that Daisy is about, and I'm so excited for her to introduce herself to you a little bit more once we dive into the episode. But this is just one that I hope you absolutely love. This is a highly requested topic. It's one that comes up often with my clients is like, we're working towards building a more positive body image and accepting our bodies. But this thing with clothes or looking at my clothes or going through my clothes or what I'm wearing on a daily basis just feels like a lot. So we're going to dive into Really, the approach that Daisy takes and what that looks like, how personal styling can look like when it's meshed with body acceptance. And really, there's a lot of parallels between the work that she does and the work that I do in terms of um, the intuitive eating non diet approach to eating and finding food freedom. But we're looking at this from a clothing perspective, talking about, you know having clothes that fit your here and now body, how that may feel like scary or a lot, letting go of clothes, um, finding clothes that you want to have, um, what to do when you feel like you need to let go of some clothes but that feels like too much. We would talk about the financial aspect of feeling like you need to get new clothes for a changing body and how to navigate that. And also some tips on what to wear on bad body image days, and so much more. So without further ado, I'm going to let you dive right into this episode. I hope you enjoy it just as much as I have. We are here with Daisy today, and I am so excited to talk about clothes and how clothes fit into our relationship with our body and ourselves and all the things that go along with that. So welcome, Daisy. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited
0: to be here. Yeah, wonderful. So To kick us off, I would love for you to let the listeners know a little bit about you, get to know you, um, and what you do. So whatever you would like to
1: share, feel free. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Daisy. I live in St. Louis with my husband and my two sons. Um, I spend a lot of my energy parenting and recovering from parenting Um, and about 10 years ago I started a business called mindful closet and it's a personal styling business Um, but I like to think I take a little bit of a different approach um, with my clients we really uh, work together to kind of um, examine all the expectations they've been given about what they should wear um, and try to uncover what it is that they actually feel best in um, and so we don't talk much about body shapes or flattering or or things like that. And we're really working to help people really um, be able to embody their true selves kind of on the outside as well.
0: Mm, yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like this is very much so needed. And as I was sharing with you before we hit record, a lot of my clients and people out there that I talk to in the space that I work in really struggle with feeling good in their clothes and feeling good about the clothes that they have and being able to express their authentic selves because maybe they feel like they don't fit into what the expectation is, I guess. I like the way you you described that of what clothes should look like and the even body shapes and, and like, you know dress to fit the Mm -hmm. pear shape or whatever yeah Yeah, why are we fruits Mm -hmm. (laughs) we don't need to compare our bodies to those different things and yeah i feel like that's a very boxed in not helpful i guess approach to all Mm -hmm. of these things so i'm really happy you said that too
1: yeah definitely yeah i mean i think um one thing that's interesting to reconsider is all those rules we've been given right about fashion and about the fruit shapes and all those things and it really does limit us on what we how we can express ourselves you know if we have to follow these certain rules which were made up so that we will align ourselves to an ideal standard of beauty then sometimes we can't express our our full you know aesthetic preferences and things like that and that is no way to 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 get dressed
0: mhm yeah trying to fit into the unrealistic expectations that who knows who (laughs) set that -hmm. everybody is also trying to fit into really does. Yeah. Limit your self expression. I like that. And, you know, this kind of segues into another question I I had for you is what is the approach that you take? I know you describe it as um, somewhat like ethical fashion from a body acceptance perspective and how that ties in so I would love to hear yeah you explain a little bit more about that approach to styling and and how you do that
1: sure yeah I mean when I work with clients one-on-one it's generally over the course of a few months and we're really working to first identify their style um, then help them kind of let go of of ideas and physical objects that are not serving them um, and then we talk about buying new clothes and how to do that um, and then kind of try and pull it all together with some kind of uh, ways to move forward um, when dealing with clothes but that first piece is, is really about identifying um, their personal style and you know that is something that a lot of people have felt um, excluded from like either the sizes weren't available or they weren't able to experiment with clothing or really just thought like fashion or clothes is not, you know, style is not for me. Um, it's not meant for people like me. And so really helping everyone connect to the, the ideas and preferences and tastes that they do have inside is, is really important. Um, and it's a tough thing to do because. You know we use a lot of visuals to be able to do that we try and curate like a collection of images and even that part can be really tricky because when we're looking at images online or we're collecting pictures and photos you know obviously that process can be somewhat um harrowing for people um and so it's 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 tough to kind of isolate um what people really are drawn to but but that's kind of our goal in that first step is to really say like If you didn't censor yourself, if you didn't have any limiting beliefs or thoughts about what you could wear, what would you like? Like, what do you like the look of without thinking to yourself, I could never wear that, or I couldn't pull that off, or that's not right for my body, or I have nowhere to wear that. All those kind of things that come in to shut down the the likingness of the item, you know? All those things that shut that off, um, we try and kind of turn those off so that we can really connect with like what you're drawn to naturally.
0: Cool. That's amazing. And I'm sure probably not the easiest process, right? Like letting go of those limiting beliefs. I could imagine that conversation going like, well, I don't know, Mm -hmm. right? Outside of what I've been told and what should be the approach for clothes of someone of whoever their body size is like, like I don't know Yeah, what that yeah. is we take away those beliefs.
1: Yeah, and I think there's so many parallels um, to kind of what I'm trying to do with people and what you're trying to do with people like around food and things. And and I would assume that it's kind of a similar thing when people are like, well, if I could eat anything, I don't even know what I like, right? Like mm-hmm. because you've been so restricted or have had rules around what was allowed, it's, it's really similar. So part of that is just a process of experimentation and exploration and, you know, coming to a place where you can identify your likes and your needs is in itself like a process.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you um, mentioned this briefly in here about kind of finding that personal style and maybe like a um, barrier to it was one of the pieces is sizing not being available. And I know that that is the case in some mainstream stores or malls or whatever um, we're looking at there. What would be your, I guess, recommendation for folks who aren't finding a wide variety of clothing pieces or stores um, that are available to them with clothing
1: in their size? Yeah. I mean, it is, um, it's a true challenge. It's, it's much better than it was maybe 10 or 20 years ago but even saying that we have to acknowledge that that the you know i i don't remember the statistics but it's it's something it's something insane but definitely a majority of women in the us at least are size 14 or above and yet the amount of clothing lines that carry sizes 14 and above is much smaller than than you know the amount of brands that carry straight sizes so it's 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 insane. It's fat phobic. It just it makes no sense. It's a lot of money left on the table, um, and as I said, there are more options, but they're still not enough. It still it still doesn't make a lot of sense. Having said that, um, you know there is almost no choice except to do everything online if you need any sort of um, extended sizing, um, and you know most of my clients these days we're almost all doing all of our shopping online. Um, but it sucks to not have the option. It sucks to not be able to go into a store and find things that that fit. Um, so you really are limited by what's online. But again, you know we're we're getting more and more options online, and and that can be really helpful. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the path that we have to take.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely navigating with what we can work with. And I think it is a big systemic problem um, that unfortunately, you know, at the individual level can't do a whole lot about it, except for advocate um, for ourselves and others around us. Right. But yeah, having that online availability of looking for things in that space definitely opens things up. And I think that's, that's a great way to acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. There is a systemic problem and yeah, that does suck, (laughs) but we still can, you know, go around that and find something that works for you and figure out your personal style.
1: Yeah. 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 For sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That sounds like a uh, lovely process that you have. And I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that there is someone out there doing this kind of work just like you and kind of along the lines of the, you know, sizing and being able to find the right sizes. I would love to know, like, having clothes that fit your here and now body? Like I know a lot of people like to hold on to clothes from their past self bodies and find a hard time letting go of it. Cause one day maybe I'll fit back into that or whatever the messaging may be. Why is it a priority to have clothes that do fit your here and now like today
1: body? It's, it's just so huge. I mean, it, It's something that i think is a hard barrier to get over but once people do it a hundred percent of the people that i talk to are like oh my god i felt so much better immediately you know what i mean i mean how, how can you feel comfortable in clothes that are pinching or pulling or tight or squeezing like that's just it's a constant reminder of you know kind of you know, I, I think a lot of, for me, a lot of the goals of body acceptance and body neutrality are that I don't want to have to think about my body all the time, right? I want to be free from that stress. Um, and when your clothes are too small, you cannot be free from that. Um, it's, it's almost impossible. And so... Having clothes that fit is just, I mean, I gave a big sigh just now because I just think it's such a relief, you know, sometimes. Um, And again, it's, it's a hard hurdle to get over because there are so many kind of mental blocks of thinking like, if I do that, I'm giving up. Or if I do that, that means this is forever. Or I can't go back. It's somehow accepting something that you may not be ready to accept yet. But at the same time, if you want to immediately feel mentally and physically better, that's like one really concrete thing to do. Um, and one thing I like to say that I've, I've been thinking about more recently is that, you know, we all want our bodies to know that they're safe and they're loved just as they are. Um, and, you know, sometimes there are actual physical things that you can do to make yourself feel more safe. And I think buying clothes that fit is one of those things because you're really kind of tangibly saying to your body, like, I will take care of you. I will take care of you in the state that you're in now. I love you. I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm going to clothe you and feed you and, and all the necessary things. Um, and so, yeah, those are just, I just, it, I, it It can't be understated how how important it is for me.
0: Hmm. Yes, for sure, and I definitely agree. A you know, big way I describe this to clients too, and you described it perfectly. Is like it's an act of body respect.
1: Mm, yeah, like, I love that.
0: Right, you're, you're trying to fit into those clothes that don't fit. And like you said, it's a constant reminder all the time, like these clothes don't fit. And then the narrative around that is like, Oh, my clothes don't fit. That means I'm bad. Something's wrong with me. I did something wrong, whatever the narrative is, but no, like those clothes just don't work for your body anymore. And
1: that's okay. Clothes are meant to fit your body, not your body fit the clothes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, one thing for my clients and and for me personally, that's been really important to remember is that that bodies really are meant to change. It's a natural thing. Um, And so knowing that you fit into a different size at a different time in your life, again, doesn't mean you've failed or done something wrong. It really is a natural process that unfortunately, we've been kind of um, convinced to think that it's not natural, and that we should be constantly striving to stay in a body from a previous part of our life. Um, And I like how you said, like clothes from our past selves. That's, that's always how I describe it as well. Like, I am not the person I was in my 20s. Do I fit into the clothes I fit into in my 20s? Absolutely not. But I also have 20 more years of life experience. And I mean, just everything is different. So it, it makes sense that 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 wouldn't be something I could go back to.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I like just really get angry at the fact that that's our norm mm-hmm. that you know, stay at your basically teenage body size for your life, like and that's yeah. what you're going to strive for forever. <laughs> that's just so so not realistic and harmful really. Um, and I love just it's a natural thing. Our bodies are meant to change and they will change. Yeah. And that may feel like a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of folks because we're you know thrown messages all the time from diet culture of get back to your whatever body or lose X amount of pounds and blah blah, blah mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever all this stuff is. It's thrown at us all over the place, but just knowing. Yes, your body is meant to change, and that's normal, and nothing's wrong with you because of that. yeah, yeah, a lot of acceptance,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to get there. but it, yeah, we have to be constantly countering all those ideas that um, that we've been conditioned to believe and constantly kind of it's a lot of work. It, it's It's too bad. It's too bad that that's what we have to work against. Um, but the alternative is kind of suffering in order to, to conform to those ideas. And that's not worth it. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a good way to put it really like the, what's the alternative to we're having a hard time accepting this as fact that your body changes, but what's the alternative? I think that's a really good perspective uh, shift to have like that alternative is suffering and turmoil and maybe spiraling about all these things constantly making you feel
1: not so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the same thing applies for you know that getting over that hurdle of buying clothes that fit. Again, what's the alternative? The alternative is, as we were saying, you know, just feeling really uncomfortable. And we and our bodies deserve better than that.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And one hundred percent, our bodies do deserve <laughs> deserve clothes that fit and to feel comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. At, as a base level, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I know you kind of dipped into this a little bit, but if someone is struggling to feel that acceptance of their body and they're not quite there yet of accepting that like, okay, this is my here and now body and it may stay here. <laughs> this may continue to be my here and now body. If they're struggling with that, how can individuals you know, navigate their clothes styling experience with that kind of belief coexisting or not quite at the acceptance level Mm -hmm. yet.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think one thing to remember for all of us, um, and I have a hard time with it too, and especially in fashion, we're kind of given this idea of like timeless clothes, you know, like timeless style. Um, and it's worth, worth remembering that everything changes. And so no matter whether you buy what's you know, 1992's timeless wardrobe <laughs> is not going to be the same as 2023's timeless wardrobe, and that those things are constantly growing and shifting, and as are our bodies. And so, what I think is helpful is to remember that you can think of all of it as periods of transition, if that makes it feel easier for you. Um, if it feels easier to you to just say, "Well, I just need a, I just need clothes for the next few months." And not go further than that in your mind totally fine like just just do what you need for again the kind of like emotional uh, just relief that that will give you um and then i think it's not necessary to get rid of everything that doesn't fit and i think that's something that really um is scary to a lot of people and you don't need to get rid of it necessarily, but you do need to pack it up. You do need to move it out of your sight. That's a really, really important thing. Everyone, again, with this kind of respect and and everyone deserves to look in their closet and only see things that fit today. Like we don't wanna open our closet and see lots of stuff that takes mental energy to pass by because we're like, oh, that doesn't fit today. That doesn't fit. You know, We really wanna be able to open our closet and see clothes that are wearable. Um, actually, you know, in the moment. Um, and so, you know, if if getting rid of all of it feels too hard, then just say, well, I'm going to keep this just in case, but I just, I'm not going to look at it every day.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so important. Uh, having the like added stress of opening the closet or trying to find something to wear and being like, oh, everything in my sight doesn't fit. Yeah, And that's like a body image trigger if you yep. will right mm-hmm. 100%. and getting that out of sight not maybe necessarily out of your home or donating it or selling it or whatever you decide to
1: do with those clothes just
0: somewhere else mm-hmm. not in your face yep exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah put it in a bin put it in the corner that you can't reach you know put mm-hmm. it in your basement um Again, that's sometimes something that makes you feel safe. I just actually had a got of a call with a client um, and we were talking about how getting rid of some items in her closet didn't feel safe until she had what she needed to replace it, you know? And so that makes perfect sense. And so, you know, don't force yourself to do something that feels really, really scary, especially when you're probably going through so much transition and so much change. Um, but yeah, store it, store it away and, and know that it's there if you need it.
0: Yeah, really listening to to what you need and and what steps you're ready for, and I think that kind of goes along with the like. There's no hard fast rules here. Exactly, it doesn't need to be like a intense closet cleanout situation where you're tossing all of these things and getting rid of them right away. It, that's doesn't have to be it, and that's I think that happens when we see a lot of this stuff on social media, and it's just like this big overhaul, like. Nope, nothing in your life needs to look exactly like whatever you're seeing. Does it's it's yours,
1: so you get to customize it to you and what you're ready for. Yeah, that's such an important idea. I feel like I've been feeling a lot and seeing a lot lately about how kind of perfectionism is part of diet culture, and you know, just having to follow things to the letter and follow all the rules is part of diet culture. And I think you're exactly right. That aligns so much with what. I'm trying to do with people, which is like, let's do this in the way that works for you. And let's find the style that works for you. And let's throw out all the rules. And I'll never be able to give a blanket statement. Like I'll never be able to say, well, if, if your body, you know, is shaped this way, you should wear this. And I will never give a blanket statement. Like if you haven't worn that in a year, you should get rid of it. You know, it just, it really always depends. And I think that gray area is hard, um, to sit with, but, but I, I agree with you. I think it's so important
0: hmm <laughs> The gray area is hard. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> yes, understatement of the air, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, this is why people I, I won't not necessarily the word like, but there are a lot of big reason why people like diet culture and the things that diet culture perpetuates because it's giving you these answers, right? Do this and you'll get this. Whereas the work we do is similar in the fact that it's in the gray area there's no one answer (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's so hard hard. Mm -hmm. yeah i know i completely agree with you and and yeah that would be nice i mean it would be so nice to not have to make those decisions and not have to think about that but one one thing i like to remember and try and remind people of is that often you're doing this really hard work for a limited period of time, after a certain point in time, and I know, if you're in the middle of it, it feels like it will never come. But after a certain point in time, these things do start to come to you more naturally, and a little bit more easily. Um, And so think of it as putting in this work now, so that later on, you'll have to make fewer choices. Um, Like thinking about, you know, kind of re rethinking your style or rethinking your wardrobe is going to be a lot of time, and it's going to be intense, kind of in the in the moment but then hopefully later on you will know enough about your style to know when you see something in a store like is that for me or is that not for me and you can again kind of make that decision based on what you know about yourself wow you know it daisy every time and you keep talking about this stuff i'm like there are
0: so many parallels to right? your work <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah absolutely the the hard work up front will allow things to feel easier more natural more flowy in the future there's just a lot of uncovering you know getting rid of those limiting beliefs bringing in what's actually authentic to you and figuring those things out is some of that hard work but it's worth it it's yeah, <laughs> so totally worth, it. worth it yeah
1: i agree and and just from what i hear from people after they've done the work and as i'm sure you do too it is it is worth it it's so worth it mm-hmm. a big relief mm-hmm. right to
0: get mm-hmm. out of the um shame mm-hmm. of of the other way i guess mm-hmm. of doing things if we're looking at it that way yeah Just jumping in here quickly to interrupt this episode to share something with you in case you're looking to take your journey to food freedom to the next level. If you're resonating with what you're listening to here on Intuitively You, I just know that you could truly thrive with getting support within my signature program, Embodied Food Freedom. Embodied Food Freedom is a highly supportive small group coaching program that I carefully crafted to help you get all of the best guidance, tools, tailored support, and community that you need to truly go from binge eating, overeating, emotional eating, stressing over food, and feeling stuck in the diet cycle to finally feeling at peace and in control around food and learning how to truly embody your version of food freedom. If this sounds interesting to you, I'd love to invite you to apply and hop on a free discovery call with me to chat more about all the details and if embodied food freedom would be a good fit for you and your goals. It would be my honor to support you in finding your version of food freedom so that you can just truly live your life without stressing about food anymore. The link is in the show notes for you to go ahead and apply right now. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to potentially chat with you soon and help you gain clarity on if this program is the right fit for you. Now, back to the episode. I think this kind of goes along with this in terms of what we were talking about of, um, you know, clothes that don't fit anymore and that being a hard thing. Why Why is it that that is such a struggle for folks to let go of clothes? Do you have any hunches? Mm. I'm sure it's individual, but yeah, um, yeah, are there any like big things that make it really difficult for us to let go of our clothes? I feel like there's like some
1: emotional attachment. Or oh, totally. But- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you know, for some of us, myself included, change is always hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when we think of letting go of those clothes, uh, some of the things I kind of mentioned earlier, are really present this idea that like, if I let go of these clothes, does it mean I've failed? Or if I let go of these clothes, does it mean I've given up? Um, And then I think there's so there's so many layers, right? So there's that layer, there's a layer of just change being hard, then there's a layer of like, that being a grieving process to let go of someone that you maybe are no longer maybe kind of letting go a little bit of a past self um i often listen to brianna campos talk about body grief um and i've learned so much from her i think that's a really real thing and i think letting go of clothes is one of the most it's most one of the most poignant kind of manifestations of that grief right um and and then I think sometimes, to be quite honest, people are like, well, I just liked that thing. I wish I could still wear it, you know? I mean, on a very, like, practical level, I wish I could still wear that. Um, people feel, I could go on and on, as you can tell, but people feel people feel sad or guilty or have shame around the money they might have spent. Or they have stories around, you know, um, kind of fear of scarcity and fear of what if in the future. Um I mean, there's just, I I do a group program and we talk through all this stuff, um, all the time. And there were kind of seven major things that people really struggle with when they're trying to let go of things. So those are, those are just a few of them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I can see, you know, all of those things. (laughs) Like every time you said one more, I was like, yep, that makes (laughs) sense. Absolutely. Um, I think the, the body grief piece stuck out for me and yeah, Brianna Campos has so many good you know, resources on body grief. But I think that almost just clicked for me too, when you mentioned it this way with clothes, it's almost like this is a tangible piece of body grief. Cause a lot of the body grief is like how we feel and and that kind of um, more mental stuff, I guess. Whereas the clothes is like this physical tangible aspect that you're almost letting go of and grieving. So that, like that layered on top of it makes it probably very difficult. Right. So yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Those are great to, you know, keep in mind and know that if you're experiencing any of those, you're not alone because obviously these are common. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and I know you mentioned the, um, You know, putting things away out of sight, out of the closet. Are there any other tangible, concrete, you know, steps that people could do to start letting go of clothes and making that process feel a little bit easier on them?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, before, well, I was going to say before you do any process of cleaning out, um, this has to happen. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, if something doesn't fit, it, it needs to get moved. But, but really, I do think. A lot of people plunge into like cleaning out their closet or going shopping without stepping back and doing what I think is the first step, which is uncovering the awareness of what the rules are that you believe about fashion, what you've been taught about clothes. Um, and trying to get some idea of what your aesthetic style is. So I really feel like once you've done a little bit of introspection in that area and know a little bit about how do you want your clothes to function for you? How do you want to feel in your clothes? How do you want to look to yourself and perhaps other people, although that's on a a real low on the priority list for me. But um, you know, once you've done some of that thinking, and once you have Uh, some sort of a visual in mind of of the kind of clothes that you like, that becomes a really good blueprint for going through your closet and letting things go as well. So sometimes that happens and people realize, oh, I have had all these clothes that I didn't even like again, because someone told me that was what I needed to buy. That's what I needed to wear for my body shape. And then you kind of are able to have that clarity of looking at them being like, I don't even like that stuff. You know, I was just doing that because I was trying to fit in, you know, and which is of course such a normal human um need. But um so I think that's one other thing you can do just to, you know, kind of get a little bit further down the path is doing some of that awareness and some of that exploration of style. And then that may be another way that it becomes a little bit easier is, is if you can actually see that like, well, none of this has really been working for me anyway.
0: Yeah it helps to like filter things with that. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. Almost like getting clear with your values surrounding clothes and 100%. style of course, but yeah, yeah like a yeah. value
1: system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and some of those things, I, I'm glad you kind of brought that up because that is something that I think we don't think about enough with our clothes. I think if a lot of us stepped back, we would see that what we're valuing is how we appear to other people. I mean, I kind of briefly mentioned this, but, and I want everyone to switch their priority of their bodies feeling comfortable to being a higher priority than how other people take in our visual. You know what I mean? Like how crazy is it that women for hundreds and thousands of years have kind of contorted our bodies and restricted our bodies and like literally bound our bodies in order to appear a certain way, uh, generally to men and, and really like suffered because of that. And, and I do feel like we're finally getting to a point where we can opt out of some of that. And so to me, that's a really high priority
0: Mm -hmm, for sure. And I think that, um, switch needs to be flipped as well. It's definitely something that is hard to shake almost like not not caring if we will, what others think or see you as and placing more value on how you feel and what your authenticity is instead. It's hard because we want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to be liked by others, Yeah, right? So it's a hard one to do, but definitely important to put your comfort and um, all of those other things first.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, I love that. That is so great. And I have another question for you kind of based on um, one of those things you were saying about holding on to clothes that we, um, you know, no longer fit us or no longer serve us. I'm curious what your thoughts are or what you recommend when people are feeling a little bit more stressed about the financial side of things of like buying new clothes and what if those clothes then end up not fitting and you know, that kind of thing, and I have to buy more clothes, like how, how can people maybe start to navigate some of those financial um, struggles surrounding, yeah,
1: clothing, and maybe mm-hmm. a changing body? Yeah, I have so many thoughts, and hopefully I'll remember all of them, because I have terrible <laughs> memory, and I probably won't, but, <laughs> but good. one that comes to mind is that, um and this is not going to be the case for everyone, and some people have true financial hardship, but I also want, everyone to again prioritize taking care of themselves and seeing clothing as self-care and as a a true basic necessity in life and so maybe if there's certain other things that you could shift money from to kind of take care of yourself in that way that that's something to think about again i know there are people for whom that is not the case and it's not a possibility I I am a huge, um, proponent of secondhand shopping. Um, you know, I, I, definitely think that with the amount of clothing that Americans buy and consume, there is, we will never run out of clothes in this world. in fact, we're obviously dumping clothes, um, because there's such an excess. So, um, secondhand is, is a great option. Again, not always, uh, possible for certain, you know, extended sizes. So again, something to be aware of, um, that it's not, it's not a, it is a privilege to be able to shop secondhand. Um, Another thing I want people to remember is that you don't have to have a lot, you know, and so I think sometimes, again, with the black and the white and the gray area, I think sometimes people are like, well, I'm gonna have to buy a whole new wardrobe. And, that's not always necessarily true. I really want people to remember that. Um, another thing we've been conditioned to think is that we need to have a new outfit for every occasion, we have to not ever rewear our items. And again, not that people are doing this, but it can help just to remember, like, even if I can have two or three outfits that I feel good in, I can rotate through those for a fine, you know, for a certain per- period of time, and and then move on from those. Um, and see there was another thought that I had that I lost. But um yeah, I mean I think a couple of other things that are helpful are possibly doing clothing swaps or borrowing. Um As far as the kind of transitional nature, that can be really scary, like knowing that you may be changing sizes and that may be a period of time where you change size often. Um, And one thing I always say is elastic waist and stretchy fabrics, you know, those are always like helpful for getting (laughs) through a few sizes at a time. Like the more, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this doesn't align with everyone's style preferences, but you know, people are listening to a podcast, so they can't see me, but I am wearing a top that is a huge square. And I've had for many, many sizes and no one would ever know, uh, you know, the yeah. difference, but if you like oversized and stretchy clothing that can help.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. Like if, you know, your body is changing, you're not really sure where it might settle for any extended period of time, getting clothes within your means that may fit a range of sizes that are around where you are. Right. Yeah, definitely. Clothing can be versatile. And I like how you called out the not rewearing an outfit. Like we can for sure rewear outfits, Um, more constructs, right around this type of stuff. But those are some great tips. Um, And definitely, like you said, of course, within whatever someone's individual financial means are and doing what you can and and kind of figuring that out for yourself. Certain things may not work for everyone. um, But like you said, is a podcast. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> give as many tips as we can. But yeah. that's that's perfect. Um, one more thing that just came to mind while we've been talking that I wanna um ask you before we kind of wrap things up. Do you have any tips for um what to wear maybe on a bad body image day? Mm-hmm. Like say mm-hmm. someone's having a not so great body image day. Yeah, what tips would you give them for
1: what to wear on mm-hmm. those days? Yeah, this is such a good question. Um, And I think, I think part of um, the body, the recent body positivity movement that has maybe been a little bit confusing or, or again, feels like a little bit like something you have to do is that you have to feel great in your body all the time and you have to love your body all the time. And that's just not true. Um, And I think it is okay. And another piece of that is like, you know, show your body off, be proud of your body. And like, sometimes we just don't feel like doing that. And sometimes we wanna wear black leggings and just feel safe and feel comfortable. And I say, again, like, listen to your body and listen to what it needs, you know, um, especially on those days, like if that's a day where you're going to feel insecure, trying something new or showing more of your body than you feel comfortable with that day, that's, that's not the day to do it. So do what makes you feel safe and the most um, comforted, like literally comforted, like wear something that feels like a blanket, if that's possible, you know, or whatever feels good to you. Again, just not even falling into it's crazy because the rules work both ways right like you know there's this rule that like you know you you must wear black um to appear slimmer and we want to throw that rule out but also sometimes wearing black feels safe right like sometimes it feels like i'm gonna be okay and nobody's gonna look at me and i don't want anybody looking at me today and sometimes we can allow that um so it really it really is kind of reconsidering um all those things and, and really saying, well, today, that's what I feel. That's what I feel best in. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's, you know, a really good example of this gray area that we talked about. Like there doesn't need to be a rule of you can't wear black because it's one of these things that has been deemed by diet culture in that way but you know, the, the other side of it, no, like, let's just feel out what feels good to you. And and that's fine. What makes you feel safe and comfortable? I think those are some good um, takeaways for those not so great body image days. Is there anything else that you'd like to share on this topic before we
1: wrap up? I don't think so. It's just been a, a fun conversation. Some things that I haven't haven't talked about much. Um, so thanks for asking great questions.
0: Yeah, you are so welcome. Thank you for answering the questions with some great answers. <laughs> <laughs> do my so, best. Yeah. I think this is gonna be so helpful. I know a lot of my clients will find this helpful, a lot of people in the community will find this helpful. Um, so thank you for shedding light on these things. Like I said before, we need more people doing what you do in the clothing space and making people feel like themselves and comfortable and um, just good about what they're wearing. So yeah, amazing. Love Thank it. Thank you. I do have a couple wrap up questions that I like to ask all my guests that I would love to ask you. So first one being, since this is the Intuitively You podcast, how do you like to practice living intuitively
1: in your life? Uh, so many ways. I mean, I'm, it's a process. That I'm constantly working on. Um, for me, the last couple of years has really been a focus <clears throat> on trying to be intuitive about my needs for rest and my energy levels. Um, and so, and then after intuiting what I need, not feeling shame about it. Um, so that's been something I've really been working on. And um, surprise, surprise, I need more rest than I thought I did. And um, yeah, I try to, I try to listen to that, um, and not push through, um, if it, if it's possible not to.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think a big one mm-hmm. that even I am continually working on that myself too, like noticing what, my body and systems asking me for in terms of rest and when I need to take a break. And I left the second piece of not feeling shame about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's always the hardest part. That's a whole other layer. <laughs> you can notice it, but then, you know, doing it and not feeling shame about it, just like many other things in our life is is a little tricky, but mm-hmm. I like that. That's a really, really good one. Thanks. Um another question is If you were a food based on your personality, (laughs) what food would you
1: be? And you can add a why if you want to, but you don't have to. Oh, that's so funny. So you you did send me this question in advance and I could not think of anything. And just as you were speaking the question again, something popped into mind because I was thinking of like, I don't consider myself particularly spicy or particularly, (laughs) you know, colorful or, you know, I'm a pretty quiet introverted um simple person and the thing that just came to mind when you were asking again was french fries so i love it yeah i think that kind of uh you know everyone everyone appreciates good french fries so (laughs) yes
0: absolutely not particularly like extreme spicy flavor not like colorful (laughs) it's nice comforting
1: Food, <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I and I love them, so Can't yeah, absolutely.
0: French fries are great, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that you just thought of that one right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: Perfect. I'm shocked that never
0: happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. And how can the listeners connect with you? Um, is there anything that you would like to share to kind of you know point people towards, or yeah, how can we? <laughs> with you
1: further yeah i mean my website is mindfulcloset.com and i'm on instagram and tiktok at mindful closet um so come hang out with me in one of those places um i do yeah i do one-on-one work and i also do group programs a few times a year um that program is called making space <clears throat> and mm-hmm. you can find that on my website so cool i love that it's called making space <laughs> that's that's awesome
0: Well, thank you so much, Daisy, for all of this wonderful insight into our clothes experience and how it relates to body acceptance and just, you know, stepping into your authenticity instead of listening to all these external rules (laughs) What, what should happen. Um, Like I said, this is going to be so great. I know there's going to be so much positive feedback about this episode. So I really appreciate you being here and
1: thank you. Yeah, it was my pleasure.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.